it's doing something kind of fun for me. If it yeah. wasn't, yeah. if it was just yeah. a drain, I would say abandon, you know, don't take yes. on things yeah. that make you feel yeah, more yeah, drained. Yeah, yeah. But if you feel Absolutely. that energy around it, like it is fun. Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely. I'm your host, Mackenzie Kappa. And around here, we know that life is hard and we gotta do everything we can to just make it a little bit more lovely. So it's my mission to bring you great conversations, practical tools and information, and a healthy dose of community to help make those things happen. If you wanna find out more, you can go to our website at cultivatingthelovely.com, visit our amazing membership community at patreon.com slash cultivatingthelovely, or by connecting with me on Instagram, which is one of my favorite places to interact with all of you. You can find me at Mackenzie Kappa. Thanks so much for joining me today. Ladies, this episode, it was so therapeutic to record with my good friends Katie Duckett and Shell Bruises. Now, you guys have heard them on the podcast a lot lately, but today we wanted to bring an episode that was equal parts real and hopefully inspirational because times are hard and we got very real about how they are specifically hard for each of us which we hope allows you guys to be able to relate to us and know that we don't have it all together but we also want to make sure that we value the idea of celebration and being able to come together even from afar and in small ways to have things to look forward to during this crazy time and so I am so happy with the way that this episode turned out and I hope that you guys just feel so encouraged and and just loved on through this episode that we are right there with you. And as long as we're talking about celebration, I know that it's late notice. You are getting this invitation the day that it's happening. But today on Instagram and also in our Patreon community, we're having a pandemic birthday party and you're invited. Basically, we just want everybody to be inspired to get a little fancy today, to put on a fun dress and shoes and slap on some makeup, eat some chocolate or a yummy dessert of your choosing and have a little day of celebration. Celebrate anyone in your life who is having a pandemic birthday. If you're having a pandemic birthday, let's have a party. Let's invite each other in through social media to enjoy the day together. Maybe even have a couple of outfit changes throughout the day. Just do whatever you need to do to feel a little bit fancy, a little bit pampered, maybe a little luxurious. We don't have a whole lot of that going on right now. So we would love you to step out of the box with us and join us in this fun little party that we are having on social media. You can tag me at Mackenzie Coppa and use the hashtag lovely pandemic birthday to be a part of the party and I will reshare whatever you share to my stories. We would just love to have you be a part of it. And we are also having a Zoom birthday party for all the ladies in Patreon who are having birthdays. So you can join us there by going to patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely. Get in there, be a part of that Zoom call that is happening this morning. But you guys, we have so much stuff constantly going on with our Cultivating the Lovely Patreon group. These ladies are amazing. It is such a tight-knit community of women. We still have our special going on where you can get all of the digital perks of the $15 level for only $5 a month. So you should come over and join us, get in a cultivating group, become part of our book clubs. We've got two book clubs going on right now and it is not too late to join. We're doing Adore by Sarah Hagerty and we're doing Persuasion by Jane Austen. We've got weekly Zoom calls with all of the ladies to be able to come together. They're so much fun and so encouraging 
encouraging every time we do them. We've got lives on Mondays and Fridays. You get early access to the podcast. So many things that we want you to be a part of. So come over and join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely. We would love to get you plugged in. Oh, and did I mention we also have two different flower therapy clubs, one for actual flowers. We are growing them. We are putting them in our homes to encourage us and brighten our days. And we also have a flower therapy club, F-L-O-U-R, as you have heard us talk about, where we are making sourdough, which is also not too late to join. So come. There are so many opportunities for connection and beauty and loveliness. We want you to be a part of it. But I also really want you to enjoy this episode today where I talk with two of my very dearest friends about real life and trying to find the little ways to celebrate. So without further ado, here is Shell Bruzis and Katie Duckett. Okay, welcome back, Shell and Katie. I'm so glad to have you guys here today. Hey, good morning. Good morning. You guys, we're recording pretty darn early. Um, I know Katie had been out of bed for <laughs> at least an hour before we packing. Shell had been up for a while. I basically did like a, a roll maneuver out of my bed. <laughs> <laughs> to get my coffee and then stumble into my studio. So we've kind of been talking to try to wake ourselves up a little bit, but it's been a fun conversation. Well, wake me up. They did me that favor, really. But we have been having a fun conversation because we've been talking about celebrations and things that we have done for each other and each other's kids and our families and things we're going to do. And I want to say right off the bat, though, before we get like deep into this conversation with fun ideas and things that we are not in a place of like, everything's great and perfect and here do all these extra things like we do mm-hmm. not consider this a time to make you be extra productive. And mm-hmm. I don't think any of us even necessarily feel that right now. Like, I know I am mostly in survival mode through this Mm -hmm. whole thing. And so we don't want it to come across like, oh, we've got all of this together and (laughs) here, everybody do like 800 more things. That's really not the case. I think we Mm want to focus on celebrations today because these things that have happened over the last few weeks or that we are about to do are things that we have clung to to give us something to look forward to, to bring some beauty and some joy in the midst of these really difficult times. And that's the heart that we come from in sharing this Mm -hmm. with you guys is that it is so hard that we need a few of these things to, to lighten the mood, Mm -hmm. to, to give us those things to look forward to in this time where we can't really plan out for the future very well. We don't know when Mm -hmm. end dates of all of this craziness are. And so when we can find these little things to be able to cling to and look forward to and have fun with, I think they make an even bigger difference. And so we kind of just want to have a conversation as we get started of how we are actually doing right now Mm -hmm. to make sure you guys have like a really solid perspective that we're not (laughs) like having it all together. So (laughs) Shell and Katie, how you doing right now? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I feel like I cry at the drop of a hat and I'm, I can be like an emotional person but um 
like the tears are there and I think I'm doing mm-hmm. fine. I'm going about like everything fine. And then something mm-hmm. hits me and then I'm crying. Like, wait, yeah. why are these feelings so right there on the surface? Mm-hmm. They're just, even when I'm, when I'm doing fine, you know, when I'm just doing something normal, like watering my plants yesterday, but then it just like hits you and kind of takes me down. And so I'm, I'm trying to not like stuff that, but just like mm-hmm. feel it and like, okay, mm-hmm. this is hard. And I'm not mm-hmm. trying to pretend like it isn't like, I'm just totally struggling. And then having, it's weird to be in survival mode and struggling at the same time, but also trying to like see past that and think I want mm-hmm. my kids to, I want them to come out of this time period and not look back and, oh my gosh, you know, have trauma. Like that was like mm-hmm. the worst. I can't yeah. believe how mm-hmm. awful that was. And so glad it's over. Like I want them to, I don't want to lose this puzzle piece to their childhood. I want it to be something that um, is a good memory is, yeah. but it, that takes work that takes intentionality and to be present for that, but also struggle. Like those are, it's like holding two emotions at once and just mm-hmm. walking through the day that way. Um, and that's, that is draining, you know, that takes like yeah. an emotional toll, I think on mm-hmm. our bodies and our, our minds. And um, my son and I, we were watching, I was telling you guys, we were watching the NFL draft. We are sports <laughs> starved, like starved. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have right to now. understand that the ducats are like, hardcore sports people this is like Mm -hmm. in their dna absolutely Mm -hmm. i mean i would watch golf if there was something (laughs) my dad my dad is re-watching golf tournaments like a decade ago yep yeah that is desperation yeah (laughs) we've watched the super bowl from the last 15 years Uh, like we've we're doing our best but we are like starved for live sports so the draft was well it was a big deal we made it a party we um (laughs) we really we really tuned in um but before it started they had the national anthem played and they had um Jennifer Hudson sang it Mm. and from her home from her basement and then all these other voices joined in from their home so it was like a zoom call Mm -hmm. but it was aired I cried so hard and there was something about you feel so insulated Mm -hmm. in your own world doing this Mm -hmm. but when you look and you see everybody is doing the same thing at the same time Mm -hmm. and there's that community of like we're all in this together (laughs) there was something that touched me so deeply like it, it it I can lose myself in the fact that this is my life and my pain. And, but then the broader picture helps just release some of those feelings. Like, no, we're all doing this. This is hard on everybody. Celebrities aren't above it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, government mm-hmm. officials are not like, we're all doing this people all mm-hmm. over the world, not just mm-hmm. America. There's mm-hmm. something kind of uniting about that, that it just, mm-hmm. it really caught me off guard to see that and, um, and to feel what I felt coming from it, but it was a good release. Like, I think anybody who watched that and Jennifer Hudson herself, like was crying, like there was, oh. it, it was an emotional thing, you know, that this is what we have the zoom call to do the national. <laughs> yeah. Like, are we ever going to get back to the place where life is normal and we can be in a stadium again, or we can, you know, I don't know, but yeah. this is where we are right now. And so to feel mm-hmm. it, with all that comes with it and also like move forward in this new reality without like curling in a ball and staying in bed. Yeah. (laughs) It's a Mm -hmm. struggle. Yeah, for sure. Shell, what about you? 
Well, I think one thing that stands out to me about how I'm doing right now is that I'm doing a lot of apologizing (laughs) because I have had a very short fuse, much shorter than normal Mm -hmm. over this last few weeks um, with moving because we've moved um, when all this started. We've had this whole move happen. And um, yeah, I find myself um, having to apologize to my kids a lot for being impatient with them, for losing, you know, just my cool with them for not having the patience I normally think I do. I think that has, what's been highlighted in my heart during this time is the fact that I just super need Jesus more than I ever thought I did, honestly. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there've been a lot of conversations where I've blown it and I've had to just go back and apologize to them. And they've really seen my humanness more than yeah. <laughs> at any other time, I feel like in history, in the history of my motherhood, it has just really become clear that, oh, mommy's definitely a sinner too. Wow, wow. Not that they didn't know that before, but it's been so good because I, I just, I think it's good for our kids to see a struggle, to see us like be weak and and need to lean on God and need to lean on each other to like ask for forgiveness. I think it's, it's powerful um, to see your parent humble themselves. And um, my kids are so quick to forgive. It's it's beautiful Mm -hmm. how quickly they, even before the words are out of the mouth. And then they're like apologizing back. Well, more story, mom, because like we weren't respectful or we weren't listening or whatever, you know, and -hmm. just that it's almost like if I just start to take that one little tiny step that is definitely takes like a hit on my pride because it's me admitting, okay, I should not have talked to you that way. Like I was short. I, you know, and then they like just meet you there and like, with so much love and forgiveness, it's overwhelming. I feel like I see the love of God in my kids and their forgiveness and how quick they are almost more than any other place. It's just, they're so quick to forgive. And it makes me think that's how Jesus is. Like, we don't even have to like get all the words out of our mouth when he's already running and just swooping us up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and so for me, (laughs) it has been a very difficult, um, emotionally. And I love what you said, Katie, about just letting those emotions kind of like riding that, riding the wave of all the emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and kind of letting us feel sad or letting, you know, like the tears come or kind of just showing, like being more honest, I guess, um, when things are, well, you're, you know, there's no really getting away from it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I really am thankful for the hard work that God's doing right now. I mean, and it's exposing a lot of stuff that just needs to be covered by Jesus grace and love, um, in our family and in my heart. And, uh, so that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I feel like, you know, it's a good place to be. Yeah. I think for me, just the like profound sense of overwhelm has, mm-hmm. has been a writing thing throughout this of, you know, we were kind of talking before we started recording this morning and just the fact that the schools have shut down. Like mm-hmm. I made this choice and and partly it was forced on me and there was a lot of trauma with it of putting mm-hmm. my kids in school. And then we realized like, oh, this is a way better situation for our family, especially for my oldest. And he really thrives in the school environment. It has been nothing but positive for him. And homeschooling had really started to wear on our relationship before um, because he just, he doesn't want to be accountable to me for it and for the struggles. And we do better when we can just be mom and son. And Mm -hmm. so to have this now like forced upon us again is 
like so insane and I find myself like bucking against it like no you don't understand I was done with this I wasn't gonna do this again and then to have it have to happen is it just it gets really overwhelming and then on top of that trying to work and having you know sponsors drop and all these different things happen I feel like I'm trying to juggle so much and so many emotions and emotions of my kids coming through it too Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. this has not been easy on them either and you know I feel like my oldest is you know he just turned 14 and so I think there's changes that inherently happen with that Mm -hmm. as well but but to have like this very concentrated experience at the same time you know it's like I see the anger and the Mm -hmm. overwhelm in my kids as well and it's all kind of coming out for them a little bit different I can see them kind of like trying to grasp for control in certain areas of their life because everything Mm -hmm. feels a little disjointed Mm -hmm. right now and So I just, for me, it's like having those emotions, but because I'm a three, I stuff them down. And then I'm like, why do I feel like a volcano ready to erupt any second? It's because like, I just get to this point where I'm not like, I don't want to deal with it. I just need to do the next thing. And then I get to kind of this place of burnout. And I know like I have so very clearly seen right now in this time how I go to a nine in stress because I just tend to sort of shut down and go to like the bare basics of what I need to think about or what I need to do. Like the Mm -hmm. first thing when I get super overwhelmed like that is the house just goes. Mm -hmm. Like I, I just have no energy to keep up with the messes of four kids and the cooking and the like everything just like all of that Mm -hmm. kind of shuts down and I I'm wondering if you guys see that too like are you feeling the number you go to really acutely right now in stress because I see that nine like all over me right now do we go to an eight yeah yeah we do okay yeah I see that Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. I do like just kind of that Oh, like take control. And, um, like I become more like a dictator a little bit, mm-hmm. like, okay, for survival, like, because mm-hmm. I care about how they're all doing, like, I will take charge and mm-hmm. you do this and you do this and you do this. And yeah. And I lose that sensitivity, even though it's coming from a place of wanting to like remove the burden of all their feelings and, you know, it's Mm -hmm. to help, but it often comes across in ways that like you're saying, shall I have to apologize for because Mm -hmm. what I'm trying to do and the way it's coming out doesn't feel loving, you know, it doesn't Mm -hmm. always, but it's definitely where I, I start drifting over there. Like Mm -hmm. the only way I know how to survive it is to like take charge and that's not Mm -hmm. my normal personality so it's a yeah I -hmm. see the kids struggle with that like yeah mom why are you telling me this is what I should be doing right now you don't and I'm like because yeah (laughs) because we all need this and you need to get outside and you have you know Mm -hmm. I feel them bucking against it and I feel myself like oh no (laughs) I need you to do this right now you need to go do this so we just had um, a zoom call with our social worker And she used a really good analogy that like when the times are normal, your pot is kind of on low 
but with everything going on now with your kids, especially kids from hard places or foster mm-hmm. kids, you know, when they don't have access to all those services or school itself even can be like a, just a chance to regroup for the mm-hmm. parents. And you don't have any of those things in place. It's like your burner just went to high and all those yeah. things that might take a very long time over yes. time to come out. Suddenly it's like, it's yes. all you're on high. And mm-hmm. I thought that was such a good analogy everything mm-hmm. is manageable on low, you know, because yeah. it doesn't mm-hmm. burn you and you can, right. you can kind of get through, you can see trouble spots coming, but you have time to sort of plan or think about them. Or, mm-hmm. But right now you don't have that time. It's yeah. on high. And it's like, everybody is, is in, in that place with like these larger than life feelings and mm-hmm. needs and, and you're all in one home. Like mm-hmm. it's just <laughs> such a recipe for, Ah, for craziness. Mm -hmm. Well, and I so see that, like, it's kind of like we, the three of us have like totally shifted what our normal balance would be because I'm normally the one who's a little bit more like blunt and out there and forceful and like you guys are more like the helpers and the sweet ones and now I'm like in shutdown mode like can't make decisions about anything like we've been trying to figure stuff out and I'm just like Joe what I have to like choose something I don't don't make me make a choice this is too hard like give me options mm-hmm. and I just like I really see with my kids especially I, I think I will also, I go through a lot of parenting whiplash because normally when they're in school, there's a little bit of a buffer between when they're here and when they're not here. It doesn't feel as acutely obvious when they're, yes. when they're like, they're all here all the time and yep. then they're all the way gone. And then they're all of a sudden all the way back and then they're all the way gone. And it's like this constant whiplash (laughs) that I feel like I'm going through. And even when they're here, sometimes I feel like I just, I go into this shutdown place of like, okay, it's too much. There's so much noise. There's so much going on. I will be in my bedroom. Nobody talk to me. And I have to really force myself out of that place to be present with them because I know they need that. But the amount of energy and effort it takes me to do that is, is really hard. And I know it's important to still be, it's like we're together more, but we're connecting less because we're all just like trying to get away from each other all the time. (laughs) And so like I, on Friday night, I think it was, I was like, okay, like girls, we're going to have a girl's night and we're going to do our hair and do like ridiculous makeup that I would never allow my five and seven year old (laughs) to go out of the house. It was like, we did the eyeliner and the mascara. Love it the whole shebang and we painted our nails and we watched the new Jonas Brothers documentary which has some language beware (laughs) (laughs) but they were still like so excited that it was on so we you know we did that and I I watched it with them I didn't just like turn on a show and then go to my room you know like Uh I forced myself to to stay with them and it didn't make the weekend all like automatically easy and wonderful but Mm -hmm. I do feel like we needed that point of connection of like okay we're all gonna be here together and Mm -hmm. do this thing and so that that is a really hard balance for me right now where normally like I would always 
hang out with them in the evening. And I felt like mm-hmm. we had, it was easier to connect than it is right now where we're all just like in escape mode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That it reminds yeah. me of that um, marriage book uh, where he talks about a love tank. Do you guys know mm-hmm. which one I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I can't quite recall, but everybody the has love like languages. A, is it the love languages? Mm-hmm. I think so. And the love tank, like you want to fill up that love tank with quality time. Mm -hmm. And that's something I've definitely thought about with homeschooling because you have, you're together a lot, but that doesn't mean you're, you're connecting. It doesn't mean that all Mm -hmm. the time is quality. You can be in the same house all day long and never have made eye contact, never have connected. Yeah. And like, it takes that intention to do it. And with everybody home all day, like, I, that's just something I try to keep in the back of my mind to make sure I've connected eye contact, something encouraging Mm -hmm. said a pat on the back. If, if a kid's love language is physical touch or words or, um, something to make sure they know they're loved. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't want a whole day to go by where everybody in my home doesn't feel that. And right now it's very small. Like I'm saying it's one pat on the back maybe, but that's something that you have to pull yourself out of to mm-hmm. be able to do to, in order yeah. to be the mom and to take, mm-hmm. um, emotional control sort of, of your home, yes. you have to pull yourself out of your, your sad, um, dark. I can't live there. If I live there, like, I think we all fall apart a little bit yeah. because mm-hmm. they need mom. Mom is so central to all of yes. this, which is exhausting, mm-hmm. but it's also like, it's a, it's a beautiful God given role. It's just like so heightened right now. Mm-hmm. Well, and I find that like I had really been like, okay, I can't, I can't keep up on keeping my counters clean every night. I can't like, I can't do the house thing when I was like, really, I feel like kind of at the height of my <laughs> shutdown. And then mm-hmm. I noticed my kids don't want to help as much around the house either. Like once I pull that pin, then they are all out too. And while it's taken me a lot of effort, I would say over the last like week and a half to be writing the ship, especially mm-hmm. with the house, I've noticed as I have been like, okay, I'm just, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to make sure our counters are cleared off by the time I go to bed at night. You know, they're not perfect, but they're mostly cleared off. Like I've noticed certain things, like I'm just going to pick up all the blankets in the living room before I go to bed. They mm-hmm they have then been more cooperative to help out as well. Even if in just little ways, like they need to see me making those steps and they're willing yes. to, to yeah. pitch in also. Yes. And it's, yeah. it's like these subtle shifts that they start with me and I don't think they're going to make much of a difference, but then I, I'm, it's easier to get them on board with it. And that yeah. makes a big difference too. Mm-hmm. I think the way that we're learning about each other right now, it's like, again, that analogy with everything is on high versus Mm -hmm. low, but Mm -hmm. like you're saying, if you can acknowledge for yourself, like, what do you need to, what's the bare minimum? And that's Mm -hmm. all we can really talk about right now. Nobody can go above bare minimum. What's the bare (laughs) minimum everybody in your home needs to feel okay. Is it mm-hmm. like, I need my kitchen, my kitchen sink empty when I wake up in the morning. If it yeah. isn't like mentally, I'm going to have a hard time because there's this, I can't move on. There's this work mm-hmm. and I can't do it until everybody's up. And yeah. I don't like that feeling. It sets me off poorly. I also need 
like 15 minutes of quiet, uninterrupted, nobody disturbing me time during the day. Like those are two major things I can. Mm -hmm. And so I can tell Mm -hmm. my people, I need this. And it's amazing to see if they're motivated to do something because somebody else needs it. I, I find them doing that. Whereas like for me, I can't necessarily clear those dishes for myself. I just know it's going to make me spiral. So sometimes I can get up the energy to do it, but sometimes I can't. But if other people in my house know it, they will do it. Like it's a way to love people in your home. Like I'm just seeing that mm-hmm. kind of that kindness. I have one person that needs a must do some kind of, um, social activity like playing a board game or Hmm. um, something so we all know that so we'll make that happen for that person or this person needs um, space to draw with headphones in just for a little Mm -hmm. like if we all know what the bare minimum is and we're all working together I would do what I will I will play a board game when I don't want to Mm -hmm. for that person quicker than I would empty the sink for myself. Does that make sense? So I think if we're we're communicating well, then we're allowing other people to kind of, you know, just kind of step in and love each other. It's easier, I think, to love someone else sometimes than yourself when you're not feeling on it. You know, you're just feeling kind of low or you're just, this is hard, but other people can swoop in and help. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that is, yeah, I think that's powerful right there. And I mean, just, I've thought about the idea of how we we are so quick to encourage someone else or be, just to say, you know, like, don't be so hard on yourself, you know, like make things gentler and softer right now, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yet for myself, I won't let, why is it so hard for me to go there for myself? Right. <laughs> so this, yeah. that, this is part of the honesty for me that this is brought up in my life is being honest with my kids when I don't have the strength or the energy to do something where I will kind of call on them and then not have it feel totally selfish, I guess. It's like, yeah, yes. I should be the one doing this because I'm the mom. Well, we are on, we're momming a hundred percent, you know, mm-hmm. seven days a week, 24 seven right now. And it's okay yeah. to ask them to step up and help. And that's been really good for me yeah. to admit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, good for them and good for me both. Um, yeah. yeah. And no. it doesn't always look pretty. Like sometimes no. we, I feel like, step up and help each other in my house. But there's a lot of uh, bucking against that. I mean, I oh, noticed yeah. um, specifically with my situation that I think is probably um, different than most families' situations is my bedroom and having to learn how to draw boundary lines with my Mm -hmm. kids especially my girls like they figure well you don't have anyone else in your bedroom so we should be able to sleep in there whenever we want Mm -hmm. and like I know to a certain extent it can be a comfort thing if they like when they were gone for spring break you know, they were gone for five days, which is longer than normal. And I knew mm-hmm. they were going to need that time to reacclimate. And I gave them two nights to be in my room and like be able to feel like they were close to me. And like, you know, they they got to sleep in there with me. But now it's become this thing where it's like, well, we sh- you you didn't do that. You should let us do that. <laughs> I'm like, mommy needs that space, though. And mm-hmm. it is okay for me as an adult person to say, this is my bedroom and I get my bedroom. Like, I am sorry that upsets you, but 
I get to draw this boundary line and you don't Mm -hmm. really get to be mad about it. And it's very easy for me to feel guilted into just like, okay, fine. You guys can be in there, but to, to try to actually Mm -hmm. stand on those boundary lines of no, you are being a selfish little brat right now. And it is okay for me to say no, like that, Those mm-hmm. are all like learning things right now where in the past, it's really been easy for me to feel like I was being selfish mm-hmm. or a bad mom and to realize like, no, I'm trying to teach my kids good boundaries and that it's okay, especially as they become adults to say what those boundaries are for themselves and that they yes. need certain things in their lives to be able to recuperate, especially from really stressful situations. Mm -hmm. So that's a constantly evolving thing. Ultimately, like boundaries are loving other people Mm -hmm. as long as they're set like with good communication and not in anger or in the moment, Mm -hmm. you know, which is the tendency because we're, we're not, we're not at our best, but to take that intention, to have those conversations, communicate, this isn't because I don't want to be around you. This is because this is what I need to be the best in the morning. So this is what I need. And then they can be advocates to help you get what you need. Like, I think our kids need those little opportunities to have some control or some power in their lives. Like, Oh, mom needs this. I can help her get that, you know, like twist it instead of, I just don't want to be around you right now, which is how I feel when I want my door closed and I want my coffee and just give me 15 minutes. If I reach that point of like burnout and then they're all hurt. And then I have to go back and I have to apologize and be like, I'm sorry. I was selfish. It was a really bad moment, but I had to be alone (laughs) instead of like telling them, you know, just to take those opportunities to have good communication in a family is so important Mm -hmm. all the time. But right now it's survival. Like Mm -hmm. it's necessary to have like daily check-ins of like, okay, how are we doing? How are you doing? Are you getting what you need? Okay. Let's start over tomorrow. I'll make sure that's a priority. Mm-hmm. Number yeah. one on my list is that you you get that you yeah. you have that so that you can be your best. Mm-hmm. So I think good. that that what you said about it not being in the moment, like being preemptive about it, that mm-hmm. is the whole key. That changes everything because yes. when you're dealing with it in the moment, nobody has ears to hear. They're yeah. all, they want to see happen, and yes, I think that's really key to be helping each other develop that empathy is mm-hmm. having the preemptive conversations instead of dealing with it in the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This whole thing just so heightens communication, mm-hmm. you know, like it's something that I think busy when you're busy, busy family, busy life, you get lazy with those things because yeah. there's not really time. And mm-hmm. maybe you, maybe you have a good conversation in a car ride here, but those things aren't predictable or manageable as much Mm -hmm. where now we have so much time. Like I really want to come out of this time period stronger, a stronger family. And I think one of the major things to that is regular habitual check-ins, communicating, communicating feelings that can be kind of hard, you know, like it's Mm -hmm. easier to let a hurt feeling kind of fester. Um, And in normal life, you'd be busy and you might forget about it, but there's so many less distractions now you can really think Mm -hmm. about a hurt feeling more Mm -hmm. you can really you know so just taking those times to show the kids like what is good communication looks like it looks like sometimes uncomfortable conversations or Mm -hmm. um but 
getting them out, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I just think that's one thing we are trying to do right now to just make it on the outside of this. We're stronger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really good. Okay, ladies, I want to talk about personal temperature. For a minute. I know that might sound strange, but it's actually really important because it helps us to not feel sluggish or irritable or be able to be more productive. There's just so much about our personal temperature that impacts the way that we're feeling. I know that when I was able to go out in public, it certainly did impact the way I was feeling in a grocery store, for instance, when I was always too cold, places like that. But even when I'm at home now, most of the time with all of my people, we all have a different idea of what the right temperature is in our house, and it can be hard to accommodate everybody's needs. That's why I love my Ember Wave, because not feeling thermally comfortable can contribute to lost productivity, which I cannot afford right now, increased stress levels, which I also don't need any more of, and it can just be mentally exhausting. Ember Wave is there when you need relief the most. All you do is wear the Ember Wave bracelet and you press to activate it to create a warm or cooling sensation on your wrist. This sensation works with your body and mind to make you feel more comfortable in a matter of minutes. It's based on the science of how your mind and body respond to temperature sensations. Ember Wave provides comfort in unpredictable climates or ones where just everyone can't agree on the right temperature. It relieves stress and helps support your sleep because at the end of a long day, Ember Wave even has a fall asleep mode that can help you maintain a comfortable temperature as you drift off to sleep. I know that my Ember Wave has come in really handy in my personal studio where I do a lot of my recording. It tends to get very hot in the summer and so I'm able to use my Ember Wave to help me cool down and it gets really cold in the winter and I'm able to use it at that time to help me to warm up. Ember Wave has been featured on Good Morning America and was named one of Time Magazine's Best Inventions of 2018. It's also been reviewed by a number of leading technical publications like Wired, Fast Company, and CNBC. It's got legit technology behind it being invented by three MIT scientists, and I bet that you will find it just as helpful as I have. Plus, it is a great Mother's Day gift, you guys, so you can give the gift of thermal comfort this Mother's Day and take $70 off the Ember Wave now during their site-wide sale. Just go to emberwave.com lovely to redeem this offer. Again, get your mama some comfort or have your husband get some for you from Ember Wave. You can take $70 off by going to emberwave, that's E-M-B-R wave.com lovely. From that, I want us, I want us to now transition into like the happy part of the show. <laughs> Confessions, <laughs> confessional is over. Yeah, like this is so painful. <laughs> yeah, we we are trying to do some things to to like we said at the beginning of the show, have something to look forward to, or mm-hmm. come together in, because I think those little moments of celebration are key yes (laughs) to getting through this I mean it's kind of like that whole cultivating the lovely idea that we started Mm -hmm. out with five years ago of you know pick your three things that you're going to do today to to bring a little bit more loveliness into your life you know and those were just Mm -hmm. little things listening to a podcast or whatever we talk about them on the show all the time Mm -hmm. but this is kind of amplified like what thing do you need to cultivate some loveliness in your life for survival you know like Mm -hmm. we those things to look forward to and we we've had to during the season because each of us have had 
<laughs> one kid with a birthday. Yeah. And <laughs> birthdays look very different in the times of Corona. And so, and, and I think all of our kids, you know, I mean, I think kids in general, they, they look forward to birthdays. They have plans and ideas mm -hmm. of what their birthdays are going to look like very mm -hmm. far in advance. <laughs> and it, for nobody did that play out the way that yes. they thought it would this year, but yet we were able to still have them be really wonderful, fun experiences, yes. which I feel like is a total amazing win that we were able to pull that off yes. <laughs> but we did birthday parades for each of our kids yes. started out with shell's daughter lucy and lucy yeah. had big ideas of what her birthday was oh like. she did and you guys i promised her some big stuff i had promised her that she could have a party at our house that we've now moved out of mm -hmm. um, as one last hurrah and she could invite any friends she wanted from school, whether I knew their moms or not. I mean, I had just promised her basically to help her know that I am really invested in her keeping her friendships as we move across town mm -hmm. um, and move schools and stuff. Um, this was kind of my way to show that and prove that to her. So I had promised her all of this. And then, of course, yeah, when we realized it wasn't going to happen in that way, there were so many tears and so much disappointment. And I did not, I felt so bad. Why had I done that to her? And she cried a lot about it for a long time. Um, and I kept promising her, honey, your birthday's not canceled. I promise it's not canceled. I, I'm sorry that it's not going to look this way, you know, that we thought it was. And that I promised you, it was so hard for me to be like, I did that. I said that and I had fully meant to follow through and then I couldn't. So that was painful. <laughs> Yeah, I was painful for her and painful for me. So this whole idea um, of a birthday parade was the best. I mean, it was amazing because, well, it was a surprise and she was the first one. So, I mean, now that yeah. we've had three of our <laughs> By the time we got to the parade, third, it was a little, a little more <laughs> obvious. <laughs> right. But for her, she was just truly, genuinely so surprised. And I just like the show, the people that showed up our friends and our family and the amount of time and love they poured into the balloons and the flowers and the signs and the pictures and the face masks and just being silly. And for her, um, I, in the end, she had told me it was her best birthday ever. Oh. And, um, she was so absolutely just taken aback by it and loved it so much. And so it was perfect for her. And it made me think, why don't we just do birthday parades when we can? And <laughs> I know, I mean, it's such a fun way to celebrate someone. And um, yeah, so Lulu's birthday ended up being the best birthday ever. So yeah, it was <laughs> so sweet. And then Katie, you leveled it up a notch. Oh, with donuts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I just, you know, we're used to doing a roller skating party for Ben. That's always what he likes. And, and that, that takes a certain amount of money to rent the place. And it just uh -huh. felt wrong. Like, but I can't, how do I, how do I give something back to all the people? Like, what do we do? I just really struggled with that. So we, we thought about um, like taking that money that we have set aside for his birthday and just like, well, for one thing, we can buy donuts. We can pass out donuts in a safe way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so that, I mean, it just felt like I had to give something back. I couldn't just oh. let it pass me by or pass mm -hmm. him by, you know, without something. So that was, that was the bare minimum I felt like I could give, you know, some, mm -hmm. I didn't feel comfortable with something I made because 
just all the restrictions right now, you know, you just Mm -hmm. never know. So anyway, um, but he also said that was his best birthday ever. And it just was such a surprise because the night before I was crying to my husband and like, I just, how do I give him, how do we show him how much we love him with all these restrictions? And there's just Mm -hmm. so little that we can, birthdays are a big deal. And I want to make him feel like this is his day and it's special. And, um, I just really Mm -hmm. struggled with that. And I was telling Scott, um, in order for a birthday to be special in these times, it takes so much effort from the mom, but I'm the mom and I'm exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. have it. And so I'm worried I'm going to let him down. And like, I just had to get all that out, all those feelings. Yeah. And then really it just went mm-hmm. so well, you know, it just was, it was, he felt loved despite the mm-hmm. circumstances. And maybe mm-hmm. that heightens how much you're loved, yeah. you know, when people show up anyway yes. and do what you know it just it was so nice to see that light in his eyes and for him to feel like this was a surprise and I loved it it was just mm-hmm. so fun yeah mm-hmm. yeah it was just so sweet and you I mean you also leveled it up because you had Captain America lead <laughs> well lead. that's true that's true my brother-in-law um has a Captain <laughs> America my my oldest son's birthday is right around Halloween so my family typically when I say my family, I mean, my extended, my adult siblings who have a lot of children, um, we still all dress up for his birthday too, which at this point just really embarrasses him. He's going to be 16. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't want that, but, um, but we have these costumes, you know, on the ready. So Captain America pushed a jogging stroller with (laughs) their newest little baby in it and led the parade. And that was, that was a sight to behold for the whole neighborhood. That was a gift we gave back. If you guys watched my Insta stories, then you saw it because it was really (laughs) something. It was, oh, we laughed so hard. In between laughing hard and then realizing that my one child was like balancing on the edge of the window, <laughs> ready to <laughs> yeah. fall. Um, and I was very shocked to find out that the whole parade didn't hear me scream bloody murder <laughs> when I realized what was going on. Um, but but yeah, it was it was so much fun to see like Ben's face and mm. like how he was so like surprised and. It was just really sweet and special to see how everyone was like leveling up their decorations every time that it would mm-hmm. we would do another parade. And it it was just so much fun to get to do that and see everybody and especially having not like seen people's faces. Yes. Time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My mother-in-law loved the idea so much. She had a, she put a happy birthday sign on the outside of her car and she had on like little celebrate glasses and a little noisemaker. And she said she folded all that up and keeps it in her car because at her church, there's a lot of older women who are having birthdays in quarantine. And so she's Aww. put together some little birthday Aww. parades. Aww. They just keep it in their car and go to the yeah. next house. Oh, I love it. That's so sweet. <laughs> Isn't that sweet? And you know, that might be a great, like coming out of this time. What a great tradition to keep alive, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Depending on who knows when it'll come in handy again. Yeah. But, um, but it feels like a hug. It feels like a gift that you're giving the recipient that they're seen, they're remembered, they're loved. Yeah. Yeah. People show up. Yeah, and then we had Romans, and like we said, he was the third in a week and a half. Third in a week and a half. And so he totally knew it was coming, and I 
fully was denying it, but he like he knew, and he'd be like, "So what time does it start?" I'm like, "I don't know what you're talking about." And so finally, like it came to noon when it was supposed to happen, and we head outside, and crickets. Like nobody is showing up, and he's like, "What is going on?" I'm like, "I don't know. I don't even know why we're standing out here." Like we're just like, like and, and to the point where I finally am calling my mom, like, "Hey, did anybody show up? Is this gonna happen?" So then they get rolling, and my mom had specifically gotten Roman's Iron Man mask for my dad to wear, and my mom like sat in the back seat of their car so she could be on the correct side of the car as they drove by, and then to have everybody go by and like especially when we got to the Duckett's car because they they (laughs) do a parade I mean you guys throw candy violently violently throw (laughs) violently it was so funny on the Instagram video because you see Roman like all excited the candy's coming at him and then pretty soon he's like shielding his face got his leg up and like oh my gosh I'm being pegged in the face with candy it was so aggressive aggressive. (laughs) it was not throwing candy it was pelting candy yes it was it was so funny and then you know Mm. it was just like a total a total roman move he tends to be a little oblivious and (laughs) was it you guys shell that handed him the balloons yeah, somebody. Yeah, I was driving. But yeah, yeah, like a bouquet of balloons handed him to him. <laughs> he runs over to like get something and just lets go of the balloons. <laughs> I was like, Roman, and he was like, oh, I thought you were gonna grab him. I was like twenty feet away from him. Oh. What made you think I was gonna grab the balloons? He's like, well, I thought they were like weighted or like I don't know. They're just gone. And it's like, It was so much fun. And he his comment was so many more people showed up than he thought would. There were so oh. many more cars than mm. he thought would be there. And, mm-hmm. you know, I could tell his youth group friends weren't as used to the parading situation as our, <laughs> our friends who had been through it three times in a week and a half. And so they were like, the one mom was like, I got here and realized we didn't have any decorations. So we just got out all the tissues I could find in the car. <laughs> Like waving tissues out there oh. and stuff to just have something, you know. And it was just like so sweet to see everybody kind of mm-hmm. come out and you know, all ages of people. Yes. My grandma said, Well, I don't think that that would be safe for me to do that because I would just be staring at Roman and then I would run someone over. <laughs> like, okay, Graham, you go ahead and stay home then. <laughs> else seemed to do just fine not running into anyone so it was just it it really it was this silly little thing but they made Mm -hmm. a huge difference and it was fun to see like how our neighborhood then was obviously alerted to the fact that we had a birthday yes (laughs) like people from the apartments across the way had come out on their balconies and were watching this whole thing with the horns honking and Mm -hmm. people across the street from us that we've never met before were like sticking their heads out the window going happy birthday (laughs) so it was really sweet to see that that happen yeah me too yeah best 
But even as we're talking about birthdays, so we're moving into, well, the day that this episode comes out actually will be my birthday. Yay! And I I try to like, I don't know, the last few years, my birthday has been kind of hard because it's just like, oh, wow, I'm another year older and this is what my life looks like. And like, let's just, you know, glance by this one but you guys mm-hmm. have made sure that I'm not going to glance by it and you've insisted mm-hmm. that I get like dressed up and mm-hmm. get fancy and we actually mm-hmm. have yep. made that a thing for our Patreon ladies and anyone else I'm going to talk about it on Instagram this week too like anybody who needs something to celebrate right now there are yes. so many April birthdays and we mm-hmm. had a ton of April birthdays in Patreon so we're doing like a Zoom birthday call today when this comes out and we're all going to dress up and we're going to have our favorite dessert there during the Zoom call like everybody obviously brings their own but we're just going <laughs> to like celebrate and have something to get fancy for because there's nothing to get fancy for during this time Mm -hmm. is I mean why why was that your idea just because it's like out of the norm like you need to dress up I'm trying to think like how yeah how it how we were so inspired it just was so right it just Mm -hmm. obviously was what to do is that how you feel like it it just came to us yeah it just we knew that that was Yes, something that you needed. And Uh we wanted it to be floral because we have a a total focus on flower therapy right now. Yes. Um, Twirly, girly, beautiful. Mm -hmm. We wanted you to feel beautiful and have a reason to dress up and feel Mm -hmm. special. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. It's yeah. working. I don't even yeah. have it. Yay! <laughs> yes. And I, I, that was one of those things where I totally like went into <laughs> shutdown mode. Was like, that was funny. I had to choose yeah. something. Like I can't yeah. do it. I can't do it. Yeah. But then I like after consulting with you guys, consulting with my mother, I, like, I needed direction. She was like, "Go to the Banana Republic website." click on dress <laughs> look at the host. Like, okay, I can do that. <laughs> so, and then everything was like 60% off, which made me feel better as well. So yes. Yeah. Now we're just like hoping it's the right size. And yeah, we are. We were like, I was like on the phone with my mom and boxing with Shell at the same time. Like, what size <laughs> do I get? I don't even know. Like what do what do I choose? So hopefully it all, you know works out and I did I did branch out I had to go to Target anyway but I got myself some shoes at Target to like go with my dress and Mm -hmm. and try to feel you know Mm -hmm. pulled together and pretty that day so yes I think I will likely have some wardrobe changes throughout the day because (laughs) we're not even sure like when that dress is going to come and so I might start out in a one dress in the morning (laughs) change it up like I'm on the red carpet or something there we go I love that that. yeah your red carpet birthday Like a wedding day, you know, your wedding dress, you have your pre, what you wear before, maybe it's a fancy robe, and then your wedding dress, and then party dress after. That was always my goal. I didn't actually do that, but I wanted that, uh, the send-off dress, you know, where you oh, yeah. I really wanted to do that, but That's it, so it didn't happen. But that yeah. whole idea, that Southern idea of, like, mm-hmm. yeah, multiple dresses is your yes. day. Yeah. yeah. It always reminds me it. of, like, Father of the Bride when she mm-hmm. changes into her, like, little... Her traveling dress. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's headed to the airport. Yeah. 
honeymoon. (laughs) (laughs) And then Katie, you've been doing something that you kind of were joking with the other day. I mean, like, oh, I keep starting these traditions that then create a lot more work for that me. That is the thing. That yeah. is the thing is if I have, like, I think we're so desperate for, like, things to look forward to that, and we always, for the life of my family, we've done Friday night pizza always, but usually I order it <laughs> because yeah. it's my night off. But because of sourdough, the flower therapy club, and um, and I do have a pizza dough recipe I like, and so I just have started doing pizza at home. Well, that mm. became individual pizzas at home. So oh. Friday night, I'm rolling out seven um, oh crusts and then getting <laughs> out all the buffet of things that you can top it with and then baking seven of them on yeah. your 500 degree oven. Yeah. So like whoa, that became a whole lot more work. But, and I said this Friday, I was like, what if we just order? And they were all like, no, mom. Wait. And I was like, oh, they're like, they're enjoying it. They Aww. play, they play risk. They play a big board game that night. We have our pizza. We watch a movie with popcorn and M&Ms. Like it's a thing. Yeah. And, and those things become like these lifelines, these little anchor points you hold on to, mm-hmm. or at least I'm noticing the kids do. Mm-hmm. They all tend to be a lot of work on my end, yeah. which again is why I think we have to find those ways to like be present, hold our emotions in a healthy way, feel them, mm-hmm. not become spiraling out of control because of them. Cause so much depends on us right now, you know, yes. like we're just, so, um, so that's one thing that has kind of upped the ante a little bit. And then Sunday mornings, Sunday at church at home, um, we have a big breakfast, which usually mm-hmm. we would get a donut at church. So it's another yeah. day off, sort of another meal off, but now it's a full meal at home. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but the really big thing that yeah. I think you're referring to is our Saturday night, which, um, <laughs> so I was, I was actually at the grocery store a couple of weeks ago, which is rare. And it felt like a treat mm-hmm. and I was in the dressing aisle. And I just, I found myself like taking things in, in different ways than I normally would. Like I'm shopping with the list, just getting what I need. This time I was just like, Oh, it's so good to be in the dressing aisle. What do they have? And looking around and I saw Olive Garden um, dressing that they, the kind mm-hmm. they use in their restaurant, they bottle. Mm-hmm. And I picked it up and I was like, Oh, that's fun. And I put it in my cart. And then I got the iceberg lettuce and the black olives and the tomatoes, the red, mm. I mean, the croutons, everything, mm-hmm. you know, and I thought, oh, we should, we should dress it at the table and mix it at the table like they do, you know, and then mm-hmm. add freshly black pepper and Parmesan cheese. And then I thought, well, we could, we could just have like an olive garden night. And I picked up oh. macaroni and cheese from a box and fettuccine Alfredo. And I thought I'll give them choices. And that's a big deal because they don't usually get a choice, but I'll give them yeah. choices. Frozen breadsticks. And then I was like, well, we need dessert. So I bought dessert and I thought, well, if we're going to do a restaurant, we need drinks that I might not normally have. So I kind of just picked these things Aww. up. And in the back of my mind, I thought this will be fun. So I got home and I told my husband who has waiter experience way back before I even knew him. He was a waiter <laughs> at a pretty nice restaurant in Seattle. So he's got like that side to him. And, um, and he was like, yes, this is a great idea. Let's put music on in the kitchen. That'll sound like, um, Italian cafe. (laughs) And he got dressed up like white shirt, black pants and put like the waiter, wait, um, the 
what do you call it? Yes, thank you. The waiter's <laughs> apron. He had a towel over his hand oh. or over his um, forearm, and he invited them into the Olive Garden. I had set the table. We had candles. Well, the kids didn't even know this was coming, and they were just like, what is going on? And, you know, I have three teenage boys. They're kind of half rolling their eyes and kind of half smiling and like, do we have to do anything? Like, what's the, you know? But it was so much fun. Scott stayed in character. Um, we let them order. And um, he, he get an accent. Oh, yeah. He pulled yeah. out a little bit of an Italian accent. <laughs> and so the kids, by the end of the night, we were all in tears laughing so hard. It had been so fun. And really, oh. the meal was super simple. I have to stress that. Like, it uh-huh. really, I didn't make it too much effort on my part, but, um, maybe the stuff I would have done anyway, but just, we served it to them. It sort of changed it up a little bit. Yeah. It was a huge, huge hit. And oh. for tips, I said, I just wanted big hugs, which, Aww. you know, they, they generously gave and then they were out and they were, their little love tanks were so filled up. You know, they'd been laughing, had, they disappeared and we had our own date night. So oh, after that, yeah, after that, it's kind of like, well, this was fun. This really worked. The next day they had all these ideas. Can we do this restaurant next? Can we do this one next? I want you to do this one. And I realized, okay, this just became a thing. This became <laughs> a thing. <laughs> I just got myself in another thing. Um, but I love it. It's like, it's the kind of thing that I think about during the week and I get kind of excited about like this coming weekend, this coming Saturday, they want to do Taco Bell, which at first was like (sighs) Taco Bell, (laughs) but, um, they're going to order at the counter. I'm going to, I'm going to go through Taco Bell's drive-thru one day this week. I'm going to get myself a coffee, go through the drive-thru and ask for like the hot sauce packets and hope that they'll give me oh. some to make it more authentic and maybe yes. the, um, the papers that they would wrap a taco oh, in. Yeah. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to do a little research and get myself a coffee and maybe some Fiesta potatoes while I'm there and just have, like my own little moment out. <laughs> but it's doing, it's, it's doing something kind of fun for me. If it yeah, wasn't, yeah. if it was just yeah. a drain, I would say abandon, you know, don't take yes. on things yeah. that make you feel yeah, more yeah, drained. Yeah, yeah. But if you feel Absolutely. that energy around it, like it is fun to have these uh-huh. little, something um, to look forward to. Yeah. yeah. And to yeah. be creative about, to surprise them about this yeah. last Saturday, I didn't have it. I just didn't feel it. Um, so what I made for dinner that I was going to, we were going to have anyway, we just served it to them. And then they left. I called it family style. It was the Duckett house. Like there was very little creativity that went along with it, but I still got the hugs. We still had the laughs and we still had the date. <laughs> so yeah. It was, it was kind of fun to see, okay, it could work. It could work no matter what it looks like. And, um, it's just fun to get the kids so excited and to have something, you know, to kind of, to think about and plan for and kind of giggle about and and I like the built-in date night that comes after yes. like a nice little reward because they they can't wait to get out of there once their meal is done they're like okay bye and they're yeah. gone <laughs> that's so that funny. is brilliant well I it's kind it. of oh, working yeah. Yeah. yeah I love it well Steven and, and I've been trying to go on a date for the last three nights without any success Oh. We keep just trying to go over to our our other house, which we still own, but we don't yeah. live there anymore. And yeah, it just hasn't happened yet. So we ended up running last night to grab, I just needed a hamburger so badly. So we went and got Wendy's and sat in our car, but I love this idea. I want to try this. <laughs> Well, I think it works. You, and I, yeah, absolutely. I think you could bring in takeout and just serve it. Um, I think there's so many ways to go, but like just to mix it up, mm-hmm. um, like, 
I saw I saw this meme that said, "Honey, where do you want to go for dinner tonight? The bedroom, the porch, the dining room." <laughs> like, and that's kind of what we're facing here. Like, what yes. can you do to change it up? Can you have dinner on a on a quilt in the living room and call it a picnic? Like, we uh-huh. have to kind yeah. of we have to be creative with what we can work with. Yes. But those little efforts seem to pay huge dividends in the hearts of our kids. You know, just mm-hmm. that we're making an effort, that we're trying to make something fun, even yeah. if it's lame mm-hmm. or, you know, like if they're rolling their eyes halfway, they're also responding like, oh, thank you, mom. You know, there, mm-hmm. there's a generosity in their hearts that they know we're mm-hmm. trying, <laughs> we're trying. <laughs> Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think sometimes once you kind of get rolling with it, then that, that sparks more creativity in you and it, it kind of, it starts something that then you want to continue and it doesn't feel as burdensome once you get it going. You know, I kind of felt that even when we were doing like our ridiculous dress up night the other night like yeah. with the makeup and everything it was like well I could just put a little bit of blush and like some sparkly eyeshadow on him but let's just do the whole deal you know and mm-hmm. like so once you start going with it it kind of just snowballs and then mm-hmm. you you end up really enjoying it mm-hmm. I gotta just figure out if I were to do that like what would be my reward like eating by myself yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. oh. okay but well anyone who lingers um becomes the bus boy or the dishwasher and that is a surefire way to get them out of there yeah (laughs) (laughs) so funny i love Love that that. (laughs) well and it's so funny to me i was just actually recently having this taco bell conversation with somebody else I love that they chose that. Like, what a funny thing. You'd think mm-hmm. they could choose like a sit-down restaurant or something. Yes. But to choose Taco Bell, like even that <laughs> feels luxurious at this point. But I was telling mm-hmm. this person who I was talking to about Taco Bell, I have I have never been to Taco Bell in my adult life. <laughs> like, what? I, think, I know. I think I was <laughs> in junior high when I went there last, maybe. I don't know. But I, the one time I've been there, I wasn't ordering any food for myself. I was only ordering food for my brother. And it was like shortly after I had moved in with my parents and him. And so I was like on full on stress mode, like literally ready to have a breakdown any moment. And we pulled up to the you know thing where you order and he started telling me what I needed to order and it was like fiesta potatoes and a quesarito or like whatever it was it was like I I just lost it because I was like that is not real food I completely completely lost it to the point where he's laughing at me laughing so hard that the man who was trying to take the order was like uh ma'am are you okay and I'm sitting there going to the window and I'm like trying to keep it together and then I just kept breaking up and like it was just it was like one of those moments if you don't laugh you're gonna cry and it was just uh-huh. over this really ridiculous thing with these names of like what sounded like <laughs> plastic like play food to me. you're not and too far off with I that know, yeah exactly <laughs> and I will just never get over like having had a total breakdown in the taco <laughs> Oh, what a good memory. That's like, a good yeah. memory. So That's a good sweet. memory. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
Okay, but back to like beautiful and joyful. Shell, you have been doing something that is so totally decadent and luxurious yeah. and not practical in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. But you blessed me with, and I had a ton of fun with, which is not something I would normally do. Right. But, of course. But it was so fun when I actually did it. Where did your idea for the whole flower bath situation come from? Oh. Uh, this is so funny. So the flower bath is all inspired by our friend, Becca Lex, um, who was, was on her the podcast, ideas, who yeah. was on our flower therapy podcast with yeah. us. Yes. And a few years ago when after Willa had been born and I was really, really sick and really just trying to, I was taking multiple baths a day for pain relief. And, um, she just had told me like, you need to so throw some flowers in there, you know? And I was like, Oh, that's a good idea. So I had done that and it was just really special. Um, really fun. And, uh, we had lit can I had lit candles and she had shared with me, I think some Instagram posts maybe of different people who do this and take pictures. Like the photography is like insane with all these petals floating. And I don't know, it's just like over the top. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I had tried it and I loved it. So, um, with our flower therapy club that we have, um, we just decided this last week, a really fun challenge that wouldn't be hopefully in a burden. If people yes. are like, wait, what? Yeah. It's in, yes, in Patreon. Patreon. Yeah. Um, that, it wouldn't be burdensome, you know, yeah. but more just like, what can you grab from your yard or steal yeah. from the neighbor's yard or, <laughs> you know, the park. Yeah. Um, and then throw it in the bath and have this beautiful bath. That's really special. So, um, we have done that this week and it's been really fun and enjoyable. And I was like, so tickled to get to pick things that were blooming in my yard, um, at my other house, um, and do that and bring some to you. It was so yes. fun. So, yeah, I mean, it's not something that we do every day for sure, but um, yeah. just to have that bit of beauty and that bit of decadence, like you said, it's completely impractical, yeah. but so luxurious and so fun. And um, like, I think you had said you felt like the Queen of Sheba, yes. which is exactly the whole point. So I, that made me so happy. Um, so anyway, yeah, if anyone wants to take a flower bath this week, <laughs> um, it's just, was it's really, it's really relaxing and wonderful and just a time to like, have a little bit of quiet. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think yourself. that for somebody who's just hearing this and like baths aren't their deal or whatever. Right. Yes. What? Yes. But as someone who was like hesitant about it, like, I don't know, do I really need to do that? You know, it was so yes. like, as I was pouring those flowers in there, it was like, I really feel special right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah. silly, but it was like just over the top enough to uh -huh. feel just decadent and I laid there and I watched Belgravia on my computer oh, while I was in the bath and Perfect. I just felt so like ah oh, okay mm. like I can I can go to bed like feeling a little bit pampered right now mm. which I think is a rare thing to come yes Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So everyone needs to have at least one parade thrown for them in their lifetime yeah. and one flower bath. That's what's yes. ideal. Mm -hmm. yes. Put that on your bucket list, people. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. And there's something about just like, because that flower bath is only for you. You can't yes. share it with your kids. Yeah. You can't no. It is only for you. And you, you took some intention to care for yourself yes. in that way. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's kind of critical right now. Mm -hmm. Like I remember some quote, I can't remember who it's from, but about light the candle, like just mm. light that candle. Mm -hmm. Now is the time like yes. to, even if it's just for you, just for yes. your quiet coffee mm -hmm. time, like light the mm -hmm. candle, enjoy it, live yeah. in the moment, mm -hmm. make the moment as nice as it can be for yourself. Um, 
so we're not talking about like crazy self-care stuff, yeah, but just no. some intention to love on yourself, feel your feelings, you know, yes. like just allow yourself to be present and enjoy the present mm-hmm. as much as you can. Yeah. And that flower, the flower bath forces it because it is only for you. (laughs) Yes, true. And for those of you lovelies who aren't into baths or don't have a bathtub, because I mean, we've had houses we moved in that didn't even have bathtubs. So um, another idea is to take a bucket and do like a really fun flower, like do a pedicure and put the flowers in the bucket and get your feet soaking in Epsom salt or whatever. And then take care, you know, do something like that because a bath isn't always super, I don't know. People, yeah. some people just don't do baths. So yeah, it's true. Just throwing that idea out there. That's a good idea too. I know even just when I did the thing with the girls the other night, we painted our nails and I know that mm. painting my nails is always, it seems so simple or whatever, but it's this thing that every time I look down at my hands, even if my makeup isn't done or mm. I feel disheveled otherwise, having my nails done makes me feel pulled together anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I got like this pretty purpley spring color and all weekend it's just been like, oh yeah, my nails are done. Like that's this little, little teeny thing that makes me feel more taken care of and more mm-hmm. feminine. And, you know, I just, I think any of those little things that we can do that we know perk ourselves yeah. up are, yeah. are worth it right now. Yeah. Yep. Like mm-hmm. making your bed. Like, I think yeah. that's like a really good way of loving on yourself. Mm-hmm. Just make your bed first yeah. thing. Like it's a mm-hmm. good healthy habit to get in because every time you go in your bedroom, your bed is made. It's like starting with that one small thing mm-hmm. becomes like a spiral of, okay, that's done so I can do this and that. Like it's yeah. a mental thing, you know, to mm-hmm. kind of take care of yourself. Again, bare minimum, but yeah, good yeah. habits to get into to just... I don't know. If I come in my room and my bed isn't made, I just want to curl up in my bed yeah. and feel all my feelings that way. Versus yeah. like if I've taken that time to make it, it's like, okay, no, I'm okay. I, I've yeah. got this. It's all right. I can move on to the next thing. I don't have to wallow or, you know, there's just something mentally about mm-hmm. taking care of that. Well, mm-hmm. and when I was at Target a few weeks ago for one of my necessary Target runs, we're going to call them that. Um, essential, essential, essential. Um, I just happened to walk through the bedding aisle. I wasn't even planning on getting anything, but they had this really pretty bedspread, which I still didn't have one since moving here. My bedroom is kind of like the last one Mm -hmm. on, you know, the list of things to try to make the house more homey. And they had this really pretty bedspread that was half off. And so I, I got it. I was just like, Yay, oh, you're it, you. it's yeah. so, I'm so proud of you. I yeah. know. I was so Good. excited and it's like so pretty and it just, it makes my bedroom, even though like I still mm-hmm. need a box spring, like there's still like so many things. I still need to put art on the walls. I still need to get like so much stuff for my bedroom. Just having my bedspread that like looks more intentional than this like yes. blanket that I had on my bed is, it was just like this little thing to make it feel like, oh, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy my bedroom more now that it's got like an actual bedspread you know it's just Mm -hmm. it makes it feel more I don't know something about it pulled more pulled together lovely I love it yeah (laughs) yeah good okay this has been a long conversation but I really hope that people feel like seen and heard in this time mm-hmm. by this conversation that we yeah. acknowledge like this is so hard it is not mm-hmm. easy but these are the things that we are trying to do to 
just make it a little bit more survivable, a little bit Mm -hmm. more joyful. And Mm -hmm. I think we can't ignore that side of ourselves that needs to be fed during this time. The little things we can do to foster relationships and take care Mm -hmm. of ourselves and not completely wallow and just get in those beds and cover up our heads. <laughs> until this is over. Like we, we need a little bit of celebration, a little bit of decadence. And so hopefully you ladies are going to be inspired to maybe add a little bit of that into your life. Or if you're already doing it, like we would love to see, we would love if you yes. take this on Instagram, we'll have all of our yes. handles in the show notes. Um, But if you tagged us there or you join our Patreon group, we've got a ton of stuff going on. Or even on our Facebook group for CTL, we would love to see and hear what you Mm -hmm. are doing. So be sure to tag us. And if you put pictures on Instagram, tag them with Cultivating the Lovely. Just like hashtag Cultivating the Lovely. Mm -hmm. And we would love to see what you're doing. So thank you, ladies, for sharing the little ways and the big ways that you're Mm -hmm. celebrating right now. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Yeah. thank you. All right. Have a good day. All right, ladies. I hope you feel really encouraged and seen and hopefully heard in this time that we get where you are. We are in the same spot. This is hard, but we've got to cling to those little things that give us some encouragement and beauty and joy. We would love to hear what you are doing to celebrate during the pandemic, during quarantine. Please take us on social media. We will have the links to all of our different social media accounts on our show notes, which you can find by scrolling up in whatever app you are using or going to boldturquoise.com slash 165. And that's where you can find the notes for this episode. You of course can find me on Instagram at Mackenzie Coppa, where I love to connect with you ladies. Again, show up for the birthday party today. Use the hashtag lovely pandemic birthday. We would love to see you there, but we'd also just love to see whatever you are doing throughout this difficult time to be encouraging yourself and your family and celebrating with the people that you love, even from afar. So be sure to tag me at Mackenzie Coppa. I would love to see those things and be able to reshare them to my own feed so we can get the word out there that it is still a good time to have joy and beauty in our lives. And while you're on the interwebs, if you wanted to, you know, leave a little review in iTunes, that makes a big difference for the show. I know a lot of people aren't listening to podcasts as much these days because we've got so much going on. So the little things that we can do to help promote the show make a really big difference. If you share about it on social media or go over to iTunes and leave those ratings and reviews, it makes a really big difference. And of course, like I've mentioned before, we would love to have you join us on Patreon. It is a great way to get in with like-minded ladies who are also trying to cultivate loveliness in the midst of the chaos. You can find us at patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely. All right, that's it for this week, ladies. I so appreciate that you take the time to listen. It is such an honor that you allow me to be a part of your lives every single week. I just love and appreciate each and every one of you. Until next week, stay at home and be bold and gracious. (music) 